Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign! And look! Here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Aha! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush! It's a fully grown ad badger charging in! He's coming to save the campaign! And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? It is good to be back on the show, Stephen. I had a week off. I uh, I had a week off. Yeah, you were out in but the uh, you were out hanging out with the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? That is right. Uh, of which I am one. Uh, I used to live in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, and went back for sort of a family reunion of sorts, and it was great. However, I think I caught some kind of <clears throat> island bug. Because now my voice scurvy. sounds a little bit like this. A little scurvy. You know, we try to put some lime in our beers to get the to vitamin fight C. fight it back. Smart. To, to fight it back. Just as just as old Blackbeard used to do. Actually, in St. Thomas, there's a blue beard of all, of all colored beards. I did not know that. Man, that's the stuff right. you learn every day. You're welcome. And there's a restaurant on top. Of the things that you will learn... You out there, listener, we will be diving into a topic that I love, that perhaps you love too, something that potentially keeps you up at night. That topic is ACOS, ad cost of sales or ad cost over sales, however you want to say it. It's a topic that, according to my numbers, at least one therapist in the nation, <laughs> reports as a major epidemic, uh, talking about ACOS, keeping people up at night, giving people anxiety, agonizing over it. ACOS, ACOS, ACOS. Is it a charade? Is it a vanity metric? 
these are things we're going to be diving into today. Yeah, that's definitely a, a great question. And we actually got uh, the idea to even start this episode from a post that was made in our forums. And just the headline of it uh, kind of caught my attention. Um, we won't say the name of the gentleman just to kind of keep it anonymous. Um, the private forum, private yeah, forum. That too. Or you guys can find out if you join the forum, you can, you can just search for it. But uh, the, <laughs> the, the headline of the post was titled something like campaign ACOS is a charade or like it feels like a charade. And then he kind of went in to sort of explain, um, you know, why he feels it's, it's a vanity metric. So that's what we're going to be diving into. Is it a vanity metric? How can you make it not be a vanity metric? So that's what the show's all about. Yes. You know, we launched the forums a few weeks ago and I really dig it. People are writing really good detailed posts in there. So while we won't read the entire post here, what we did want to do was actually go back and forth because there were a couple key questions to get the gears going for this episode. The first question is this concept of, are my ads just stealing revenue away from my organic? Meaning, if are people just going to buy from me anyway? Uh, so, you know, what happens if you're making this observation in your campaigns, you're spending 10,000 bucks at 20% ACOS. You find opportunity to increase that. You get to 15,000 bucks ad spend, 20% ACOS, but your total revenue or profit doesn't increase. What do you do in that? You know, what happens if you are just sort of transferring, transferring sales from organic? Now you are now paying for them. You know, that's a really, really thoughtful question. Yeah. Another kind of similar question is that we've, that we, you know, kind of plays into this is, do I need to even bid on branded searches because those people are going to buy from me anyways? Um, in this right. form post, it was even described as basically an Amazon platform tax that Amazon's basically charging you just to defend your own brand. Um, even though people are probably going to scroll down and, and look for your brand anyways, if they're typing in your brand, um, you know, it feels like a tax just to defend those first. Uh, I mean, this was actually the kind of my response uh, to the gentleman too. I said that, you know, the first six of seven products that you see on a search page are ads. You get three right. in the sponsored brand ad. You get the first three of the four on the top row are sponsored products. And so the only yeah. organic search that you see is in the bottom right corner. And it's kind of being pushed out of the way by all these ads. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about that too, because that, that definitely plays into it. That question, should I even bid on my own brand? Right. And I love the concept that he brought up of like, is this the Amazon tax I just have to pay? Because technically, if Amazon came out with some rule that you couldn't bid on any company's trademark terms, like you couldn't bid on it, like that would basically solve this problem. You know, you technically wouldn't have to bid on it because nobody could bid on your own branded term. Um, the third question here is what if you only have a good ACOS what, ha what happens if you only have a profitable ACOS for your branded searches and you are unprofitable on all your unbranded stuff? Uh, I mean, so many situations where people might look at their account level ACOS and look at it and say, hey, it's 30%. Like that's well within my target or it's 20%. That's pretty good, right? And then when they dive in, their non-branded searches are like 70% ACOS and all their branded stuff is like, five or 10%, and that's bringing down the total account average. That is a real question. That is a real thing that happens to so many accounts, if not everyone. So it's like, how do you handle and navigate those situations with regards to ACOS and branded, non-branded searches? Yeah. 
And a final, uh, yeah, final thing here that if you are either a, an account manager and you, you, you know, you have a client that you're trying to please or impress, or maybe if this is your own store, your own brand that you're running your ads for, uh, you may have felt this way where, you know, you can decrease your ACoS really quickly for a, a client or yourself. And the client's like super impressed. It's like, wow, you, you brought down our ACoS so much, but really all you did was you just like turned off all of the keywords that were not branded. And so now you're pretty much only focusing on the brand and, you know, the vanity metric is there because it looks good, but it's not really performing or growing the account as we want to be. Um, so yes. that's one reason why it would be a vanity metric and vice versa is what if you're trying to grow the account, but you know, you need to spend more on generic sales because you know that are generic keywords because you know that the majority of those sales have just been coming from brand because the brand is strong. And so you start, you know, hitting a bunch of like middle of funnel, bottom of funnel keywords that are just a little bit harder. And the ACoS goes up and then the client's all like, oh, you're making our ACoS go up. And so like, how do you explain to them this, I guess the concept of ACoS sort of being a vanity metric and how do we get around that to show, to like basically transform ACoS from a vanity metric into a vital sign? Right. So there are so many really interesting, thoughtful concepts in here, and they're all very related. They all have something to do with branded, non-branded, ACoS on branded, ACoS on non-branded. Am I stealing my sales from my organic? Would they have just converted? Anyway, so many good topics. Uh, and if you are unclear about branded versus non-branded traffic, um, Stephen, if if it's the first time that anyone's hearing this, maybe this is their first episode that they're listening to us. Really quick, what do we mean when we say branded and non-branded searches? Yeah, if you and by the way, if you guys want more information on this, there's a whole episode about titled like "Should yes. You Bid on on Your Own Brand." Um, yeah, just go to Google, type in "Ad Badger Branded Keywords." Yeah, so a generic keyword would be, you know, running shoes or shoes that make me go fast. And a branded search would be Nikes or something like that, uh, where it's actually a brand name. And you could, when we talk about branded keywords, we we generally mean your own specific brand, but right. you could also throw in their kind of competitors' brands as well. Right. Generally, I call those competitor brand searches. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be diving into some of these topics, and let's actually get into how to solve, think about this, and structure your campaigns in a way to circumvent this very problem. And actually, instead of having this be a problem, actually turn it and sort of turn it around, flip it around, almost like you're playing Uno and you throw out that reverse card, almost how to turn this problem into actually quite the advantage. Uh, because when you structure your campaigns and in the way that we're going to describe it today, it actually turns into quite a competitive advantage if your competitors are not doing this. So let's jump in to solving this problem. So the first question that we need to think about is what, you know, people out there, maybe they're listening, maybe they heard this and they go over to their search term report and they're downloading it and they're like, damn it, almost all of my profitable terms are my branded terms. What's the first thing that they should do? So my first kind of piece of advice would be to take all of your branded keywords that you're bidding on and shove all of those into a new campaign that you will now title, um, you know, you'll, you'll title your campaign branded keywords dash then whatever the product thing and, and kind of follow our normal naming system from there. Product name, MSP, target ACOS, 
and you know take whatever your your general branded search term like ACOS is and sort of set that as your target. You'll get an idea. It's in a lot of accounts I've seen. It's usually around five to ten percent ACOS on those branded searches. So it's usually pretty. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's a tax, but it's it's an affordable one. Uh, so you know, set your target ACOS there, and um, that'll just be to get you started. And of course, add your your brand as a negative keyword to all your other campaigns to really di- direct the traffic to this new branded keyword campaign, which is going to allow you to basically take out the vanity of the metric because now you're segmenting out you know, how much of these sales are actually generated by branded searches versus how many of these sales are coming through with the more generic search terms. So that's definitely how you want to get started. Uh, but I think we can even do a little bit better than that. So Mike, what would you say is the next step after doing that? Right. Um, so after we name our campaigns, we make the decision to branch out our branded terms. We do proper campaign naming systems. So now we're going to have branded labels and non-branded labels. Uh, we've given the the next thing that we do, you know, part of the practice of campaign naming, it allows you when you are naming your campaigns, you know, product, ad type, throw your target ACOS in that title and it will force you to do it. So you do want that branded target ACOS. You do want that non-branded target ACOS. Um, Throw in those negative keywords uh, as negative phrases of all your non-branded campaigns, and then go ahead and even would you would you even recommend people to take their own ASINs and actually put those ASINs as like negative targets in maybe like a category campaign too, it's just so they're not showing up, they're getting impressions for their own products. Yeah, that's actually probably a, a pretty good idea to do as well. I, I didn't think about that, but definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were talking, I was like, oh yeah, that too. Um, so you you have your target ACOS. It's generally pretty low for your branded terms. And then we need to start thinking about the target ACOS for branded normal searches for longstanding products. And then also your branded ACOS for your new products. So when you are launching a new product, you're going to want to be more aggressive with it. I think that's generally accepted in the Amazon marketing community. Um, so in, in this case, when you start splitting out your branded searches, your non-branded searches, you, you know you have different ACOS targets for your branded and non-branded. You go a step further in your branded searches, you're going to want a different ACOS target for those new products, the ones that you need to sort of jump start. Um, so generally those have a higher ACOS target, generally because the conversion rate is going to be a little bit lower. They're not going to have as high of a conversion rate because they're not going to have that many reviews as your long-standing products. And you're going to want to probably you know, increase the top of search bid for that sort of branded product launch campaign that you launch um, just to sort of jumpstart that. Um, it's a good sort of consideration for that is having a separate target ACoS for uh, those new products that you launch in that branded campaign. Yeah. So say you are Mentos gum and I've just picked that example because I have some Mentos on my desk right here. And, you know, say you come out with a brand new product and someone's searching for Mentos gum. And so you've got a brand new product that you just came out with. Uh, and I don't know, this one comes in a triangular shape because it fits perfectly in some object in your car. I don't know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) And it's brand new, has no reviews, and it's going to be really hard to launch that product. But if people are searching for Mentos or Mentos gum, you've got to, that is probably going to be the most likely audience 
that's willing to give a, your product without any reviews a shot rather than someone who's just searching for chewing gum. Uh, yes. so, so that's why we recommend kind of, and the other thing that, uh, just to recap what Mike said is your product that's been around with 25,000 reviews and five stars, Amazon's going to naturally put, put that thing at the top of the search, especially if it's your own brand. And it's probably going to give it like a 25 cent cost per click because it, it just gives it that discount for being such a good product. Whereas your new mm-hmm. product without reviews, it could charge cost as much as, you know, a dollar 50, even though it's a branded search it'll, it'll yep. kind of charge it the full price of, of your brand. So, so yeah, it, but you know, bidding on your own brand to help launch those new products is way easier than having those new products bid on generic stuff where conversion yes. rates will be abysmal mm-hmm. and it costs extremely high. Yes. So what we've done so far to help address this problem is we're now bifurcating our traffic. If it's got a branded word in there, it's going to go to our branded campaigns. If it does not have a branded word in there, it'll go towards our non-branded campaigns. Um, There's a lot more strategy to do here. But before we get into the strategy of what to do with those campaigns, I just wanted to take a quick minute to actually talk about if you're not tracking these KPIs, uh, you should be. If you're not tracking these key performance indicators, this is a way to help address this problem. So basically, everybody's tracking their A cost, their ad spend to their ad sales, ad cost of ad of sales. Everyone tracks that ad spend to ad sales. That's A cost. Another metric you should be tracking on the global level, maybe you look at it once a month, is your ad spend to total sales. Your A cots. Ad spend to <laughs> sounds like you're sales. saying like a like a Jewish word or a German word or something. A cots, yes, I, maybe. A cots, yes. You track your A C O T S. So instead of your ad cost of sales, which is just ad spend to ad sales, think about your ad cost of total sales. That's your total store revenue. Um, so generally, some people will say, "I have a." ACOTS. Well, nobody actually says this because we just came up with this acronym right before this <laughs> call. But like, I want my ad spend to not go over 10% of my total sales for my entire store. This is a number that you can track and refer back to, you know, once a month, maybe once every two weeks, depending on the size of your campaign, just to be sure your ad spend doesn't creep up over your total store sales. I know that we're talking about the strategy of how to uh, have your branded campaigns and your non-branded campaigns, but I do think this helps address this pro- this initial problem of being sure that your organic traffic isn't only, I'm sorry, that your paid traffic isn't only stealing sales from organic. Steven, that was a mouthful. Did I butcher any of that? No, I think you're right on the money. And Swish. while you're doing this, breaking everything out, another thing that I would always keep an eye on, because I, in my opinion, this is probably the most important metric, is conversion rates. Conversion rates, mm. always. Um, I think it's really, really interesting to see, especially when you are when you are breaking out your, your branded keywords, to kind of see the comparison in performance of conversion rate from branded searches to generic searches. So people searching for Nikes, you know, whatever your product is, like how well is that product converting for either audiences that like your products or like your brand versus generic stuff? Um, that can be really, really insightful. We don't need to go into the details now. But uh, just keep an eye on on that because there's a lot of ways you can apply that information. Yes. So these are the metrics that we want to be tracking. A costs, of course, and then A cots, ad spend of total sales and conversion rate. 
Now let's jump into, now that we've got our campaigns divided, branded, non-branded, we've got our negatives set up so that if there is a branded term in any search, it's going to the branded and there's not, it goes to the non-branded. Let's actually talk about how to take this even further. And this next part really addresses what to do if you are struggling with profitability, struggling with ACOS on these non-branded searches, this is gonna be a great way to improve the ACoS on those non-branded searches. Let's jump in. So we're gonna be breaking down these different keyword types, just speaking of the generic keywords between top of funnel, model, middle of funnel, and bottom model. of funnel, bottle, <laughs> yes. bottle of funnel. Um, or tofu, mofu, bofu, as sometimes people will call yes. them for top of funnel, blah, blah, yes. blah. So, um, tofu in the morning, tofu in the evening, uh, that's what I like Here to we eat. Go. <laughs> uh, but for top of funnel, those are very generic keywords. Um, so maybe someone, we're gonna use the example of tires. Um, so if someone just types in tires, there's a lot more information that we could find out to see what, they're, what exactly they're looking for. But if they just type tires in the search bar, it's a pretty generic search that's pretty top of funnel. Maybe even bicycle tires, car tires, yeah, what kind be, of tires? Yeah, it could be anything. It could it, it could be like, yeah, that's a great example. Tricycles, like kids' tires, who knows? Um, mm -hmm. Auto parts is even a more generic top of funnel term, uh, which mm -hmm. is basically, you know, if someone who's searching for auto parts, they could be looking for anything. We don't know. Like, are they looking for a wrench? Are they looking for a spark plug? Are they looking for tires? Yes. The, but the point is they're looking for auto parts, and so they're Somewhere in the market, they might be interested in, in tires if that's what you're selling. Uh, but, yes. but those are all very tofu, top of funnel searches. Yes. Top of funnel, there's going to be a high volume of them. There's going to be like a lot of people looking for tires. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people looking for auto parts. However, because their intent is so variable, you know, what kind of auto parts, what kind of tires, we don't know as advertisers. So these are generally going to be the worst converting terms. Uh, also, they're probably going to be single words. So like just the word tire, you know, just the words auto parts. Whereas as you see, as we go down the funnel to middle of funnel, mofu, bottom of funnel, bofu, as we go down, you'll see the, the amount of words in the search actually go and increase because they're getting more specific. And generally the trend is the, le the less specific of a search, the lower the conversion rate because we don't exactly know what they want. And then the more specific they get the higher the conversion rate because we know exactly what to serve them. So there's a lot of considerations there as we move from tofu, top of funnel, to bofu, bottom of funnel. So after tofu, we've got mofu. Uh, and you to stick with that tire example, maybe now it's tires for sedan. So not only did we increase the amount of words in the search, and because we did that, we got more specific now all of a sudden we'll probably have better conversion rates if we're selling tires on tires for a sedan than we will generic tires or generic auto parts so we're getting more specific and you should see the trend of better acos as we move down so to, to, so like what we're doing here with all these unprofitable non-branded searches instead of lumping them into one instead of co-mingling the top of funnel middle of funnel bottom of funnel we're gonna break these out, uh, break these out inside the campaign level. So we're gonna have a target ACOS for these very generic 
top of funnels, and then we move down to middle of funnel. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but we're just sort of defining this middle of funnel, tires for sedan. Uh, let's move down to bottom of funnel, Stephen. So then the bottom of funnel is going to be something very, very specific. It's basically as if they're just searching for your exact product. So it might be something like tire, four pack, 195 over 65 R15. So like the exact dimensions of the tire, the width, the height, because they already know what they want. Um, they, they already know what's gonna fit their car. Someone who's just searching, again, to go back to middle of funnel, someone who's just searching for like truck tires or off-roading tires, after clicking on a thing they like, then they have to see if it actually is gonna fit their car and it might not fit their yep. car. Um, but those bottom of funnel things where someone knows exactly what they're looking for, if it's clothing, it's a specific you know shoe size or shirt size, whatever, pant size. So those bottom of funnel, it's, it's a very, very hot audience. It's very, very relevant. Whereas at the top of the funnel, mm -hmm. when we were just talking about auto parts, you know, very cold audience, very cold audience yes. that still could convert once every once in a while. Um, but our conversion rates are obviously going to be lower there as we move down, 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 down the funnel. Conversion rates increase uh, until we finally get to what would be lower than bottom of funnel, which is the branded. So if someone right. were to search- It's almost like retention or yeah, brand retention point, yeah, almost. That's a good way to like put it. they already it. know what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if someone searches now Goodyear tires- they don't even have to be very specific. You know, they could be looking for the 195 over 60, blah, 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 whatever the size is. Um, or they're just looking for, you know, they, they just want to shop Goodyear. They just know they want good Goodyear and then they'll find the right, uh, you know, specifications from there. Exactly. Um, sometimes like the funnel is like an upside down triangle. And then at the bottom of that triangle is like a coming back, like staying bottom of funnel, almost like this rotation coming off of the bottom of it where it's like, uh, retention and referrals. So like somebody has heard of the brand, they're typing in the brand. That's a pretty strong search or they already shopped with the brand. So they're coming back. So it's a retention. So it's a referral retention type thing. Um, but you can what's see- What's cool about- Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you, you can see in each of those different situations, whether it's retention, referral, top of funnel, middle of funnel, like you can just expect the audience engagement to be different, mm -hmm. which is why what your A cost, what your target A cost might be for each of those situations may differ. And so that's mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about in, in just a second here. Yes. And, uh, and already, because these things obviously have different conversion rates, they obviously, obviously should have different target ACOSs. And what's cool about this is most people don't do it this way. Meaning if you take your competitors that have all of their keywords lumped together, you know, branded and non-branded, they are probably a little bit off the mark with they're either overspending on their non-branded, uh, which is giving them bad ACOS over there. And then they're overspending on their branded. So like they're looking at this lumped up ACOS, not realizing that actually a lot of their spend isn't working and well optimized. And then even if they do segment branded and non-branded, if they're lumping all types of non-branded keywords, you can see if we're bidding the same on top of funnel, MoFu and BoFu, if we are bidding the same on that, we're gonna get into a lot of trouble because these things do not deserve equal bids. Um, so you, what you want to do then is, this is sort of like a business level decision of, obviously you wanna be profitable on branded and BOFU keywords, but you need to sort of think about your profitability, your, your target A costs on TOFU, MOFU, BOFU. You know, how comfortable are we going after a generic term like tires? How, pro how aggressive do we wanna be on mid funnel or in bottom of funnel? So. You know, Stephen, because you were just working on an account 
that had this exact problem. How did you think about target ACOSs for each of these things with the client? So let's just say a profitable, let's just say the break-even ACOS is 30% and a profitable ACOS that the, that the client wants to kind of focus on hitting um, overall is 25. It's like, you know, let's, let's skim a little off the top, take a little profit, um, but still be pretty aggressive with our target just to kind of, you know, continue to grow sales velocity and all that stuff. Well, here's the problem. Hitting a 25% ACOS on the branded keywords, probably never going to happen. Even if we bid $20, Amazon will always charge us such a discount that we'll probably just end up at like 5 to 10% ACOS at the end of the day. Uh, middle of funnel, uh, bottom of funnel, we can probably, you know, get by with, with hitting that 25% that target ACOS. But 25 25% target ACOS at top of funnel, sure we can do that, but there's a chance we'll just lose all visibility. I mean, with given the conversion rates for, for, for tofu keywords, how low we would have to be bidding in order to hit that target ACoS, especially if, if they're you know competitive keywords because of the traffic that they're generating and, and, and other competitions going after them, you know you may need to only bid like 50 cents in order to or like something really low just to hit that 25% ACoS. At which point you just lose all visibility there, and then you're not engaged in any top of funnel at all. So, sort of what our advice here would be is that. I mean, just our suggestion is you want to try to be profitable with branded and bottom of funnel keywords. So that is, you want to target something below your break-even ACoS. With mm -hmm. middle of funnel keywords, it, it's probably best to just hit break-even, and that'll help you to be aggressive in the game and you know climb the sales rank, uh, but not be overspending there. And then for top of funnel, it's okay to go above break-even, but cap your budget. So you've got that mm -hmm. other campaign that's for top of funnel. You can you can put a budget on the campaign so you don't overspend, but you will go uh, you will go above your break-even ACoS and you will lose money. But you have to think of this as an investment in your product, especially as you're moving customers down the pipeline. Uh, you have to think about that the lifetime value of the customer, that that retention that you're hopefully going to be getting, and growing your. Oops, sorry, I knocked my mic. So sorry about everyone if you just heard that. Um, but I talk with my hands, so that's why, that's why I just swatted my mic over. Um, yes. If, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you might be missing out on a couple of things. Um, but yeah, those, it's, it's okay to lose a little bit of money on the top of funnel because you're still helping growing the product overall. It is an investment in your product, and you're going to make up the money for it with the bottom of funnel and branded searches. Like At the end of the day, your account ACoS is going to look great. But that's why we, we recommend breaking it out at different campaign levels in order to help keep ACoS from becoming a vanity metric, which happens when all of those things are just mingled all together. Right. So the segmentation here is, you, you know, hopefully the listeners out there are sort of seeing this top of funnel. We're going to like have specific target ACoSs and budgets for that. So we're going to have specific bids, budgets. Target ACoS is for tofu, mofu, bofu, branded. And that allows you to maximize your profitability because when you're, bid, you're gonna bid more aggressively on the bottom of funnel keywords, that should be converting better. Uh, you're gonna bid appropriately with target ACoS for the middle of funnel and, and top of funnel. Um, I, I would, to deviate a little bit from uh, that sort of what you said, and, and just sort of give another thought thought point. I I definitely agree with you that like the middle of funnel keywords are like really nice 
ranking, obviously we want to rank well for bottom of funnel and obviously we want to rank well for everything that we can. But if someone's just starting out and, you know, they have a limited, they have a limited amount of money to spend because uh, I know that the client that you were working on this with, they uh, had a sizable budget. But if people are just starting out, sort of work their way up almost in the sense of like hit the, be sure the branded, you know, branded might actually be like uh, not a lot of volume for them if they are a new brand just starting out. So, but you know, you could still take advantage of this process and sort of, if you think about like how you want your keywords to work, it's like, you know, first you do your bottom of funnel and like get that where you want it if you have a limited budget and then you can launch your MoFu and then you can launch your Tofu. So if someone's sitting out there and thinking like, oh man, my budget, you know, was only $3,000 for the entire month. Now I have to subdivide all these things. It's going to, you know, I'm going to be spending very little in all of them. It is okay to start like work your way up, like start with a higher converting BOFU, working your way up to the tofu eventually. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah, that's that's actually um, great yeah. advice. Mm -hmm. And another thing to do if you do have a limited budget there, um, and again, a limited budget uh, isn't necessarily for small budgets, but, you know, if, if you've done your work, you open up that spreadsheet and you sort of ask yourself like, where am I comfortable with my bottom of funnel searches? You know, those very specific product ones. Where am I comfortable with my MoFu? How much do I want to spend on Tofu? Uh, these sort of high A cost, low converting keywords. How do I want to approach that? Um, and let's say you cap that at like, you cap your, tar your top of funnel at a hundred bucks a day. And you are running out of that budget every single day. Like you're constantly at the top. Uh, one thing to play around with is actually if you wanted to get more tofu traffic, uh, potentially play with lowering your bids if you're budget capped. So think of it this way, uh, because top of funnel will have so many searches, uh, because obviously just searching for tires gets searched more than the specific type of tire, uh, because they get so many searches, you may come into a situation where, you know, let's say you're a dollar per click and your top of funnel budget is a hundred bucks a day, you're capping out on budget. If you were to lower your bid, and this is an extreme example, but it's easy to understand, but if you were to lower your bid to 50 cents, now all of a sudden with that same $100 budget, because there's so many of these searches, you may now be getting 200 clicks for that same $100 budget. And of course, you need to play around with, you know, are the new clicks that I'm getting as valuable as the old clicks that I'm getting? Uh, so you'll have to play around with that. Like, are you just going to fill it up with uh, product page impressions and uh, rest of search impressions, which are going to convert even worse. So you definitely want to play around with it. But if you're running into a, a budget cap on your top of funnel stuff, maybe play around with lowering the bids ever so slightly. So, um, yeah, some, co some considerations there. Yeah. And one other thing I want to say, just as far as the campaign structure is concerned, I've seen a lot of folks kind of breakout branded in like ad groups. So they have like their one like manual campaign and then jump into the ad groups and they'll do, you know, a tofu ad group, bofu ad group, uh, branded keywords ad group. The reason why I prefer to keep things at the campaign level and break it out there is because that way it's really easy at a glance when you're just, you know, at the at the top level view in, a, in campaign manager and you're looking through if you have the ACOS properly uh, listed in the campaign name itself, 
you can just you know pick a time frame on on the calendar and then scan your eyes down the the ACOS column and the campaign name and just see if all the campaigns are checking out with the right ACOS of where they should be. Whereas if you had those broken down at the ad group level, then now you've got to open 20 tabs and check out the ad groups in every individual campaign and make sure that they are they're checking out there. So just just for sake right. of workflow. And if you're going to do this right and setting a, giving a specific budget for top of funnel, bottom of funnel, middle of funnel, branded, you can't do that at the ad group level. So you can only set budgets at the campaign level. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason to do it at the campaign level. Yeah. Now, there are some cons to this uh, strategy, this, this kind of form of segmentation. And the main one is that it's just a lot of manual work involved in breaking out these keywords of top of funnel, tofu, mofu, bofu. Uh, that's not really, that. It, it's, it's subjective. It, it takes kind of human intuition to go look at it. You know, with our classic RPSP strategy, you just take the items that are converting uh, at a pretty strong conversion rate right. or a decent A cost. You just take that whole list of things that were converting, doing well, and just copy paste it. You don't actually go through and, and sort these. Okay, this one seems top of funnel. This one's middle. This one's bottom. This one could be top, could be middle. I'll, I'll place it in middle. You know, so, so that just takes a lot of subjectivity. So if you have a massive account with just like hundreds and hundreds of products and just thousands of campaigns, it probably doesn't make sense to go through that much work, that much effort. Uh, because the ROI may not be there for how much effort is involved. It becomes an issue of the law of diminishing marginal returns, where it's like, sure, you could put in 20 hours of effort into doing that every single week. And, you know, but like, is it going to pay off? Is it, are the results going to be that big? So I would say if it's a smaller account, worth it. Bigger accounts, probably not worth it. Right. Well, and then extra small accounts might not be worth it either. Uh, in the sense of like, what if that bottom of funnel bucket only gets a few clicks mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I, I did all this work and now, you know, I'm like saving like 2% of like a hundred bucks or something like that. Sure. Um, so there's there's some considerations there. Uh, I pro- There's probably, a, I know that there's a sweet spot because I look at a lot of accounts. I know that there's a sweet spot where this works well. It's probably if you're spending probably like $7,000 a month up to probably like and up, but your total number of products is probably below, mm, 50 is probably pushing it. Uh, So if your total number of products is around 25, uh, this probably works really well because the, it's like the perfect mix of like amount of work input versus total reward for doing this. Uh, that being said, you know, if you do have 50, 100, 250 products, you know, fire up your bulk sheet. That's probably the only way that I would want to manage that, like a, an account like that, that has over a hundred products and we're seg- setting things up. It can definitely be done, but you definitely need uh, a high powered computer to handle that bulk file. Cause it's going to get pretty big. Yeah. And so we'd love to hear what you guys think. We'd love to have you guys jump into the forums and, you know, post your thoughts on these strategies. Do you think we're crazy? Do you think we're missing something? Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, hit us up. Absolutely. Have a good one, everyone. Hey, 
Hey everybody, it's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, We actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, And if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you. And we'll see you next episode.